They say everyone has a book inside them, but not everyone gets that book out of their head and onto the page. There's so much to consider. Plot, characters, prose, and that's before we even get to publishing. If you're a new storyteller who's feeling a little out of their depth, you're in the right place. This is the podcast that wipes away the overwhelm for newbie writers by taking it one piece at a time. So pick up your pen and get ready to have fun. Let's start writing. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Start Writing. I'm your host, author, editor, and book coach, Connie B. Dowell. And today I'm going to talk to y'all about voice. So voice is essentially personality coming through in the prose. And it's a really important part of compelling writing, but it can be a little bit confusing for beginning writers. So what is voice? What are the elements that make that personality come through in writing? Well, everybody, if you, you know, listen even to them speak, if you listen to your friends, your neighbors, your family speak, they all have their own unique choices, unique choices in terms of word choice, sentence structure, the rhythm of their sentences, the length of their sentences, the level of formality. Do they use more formal or more casual language? Do they use lots of questions? Um, in speech, they probably use a lot more sentence fragments than complete sentences. But in writing, they that's another way that voice can come across, whether there's more sentence fragments or more complete contained sentences. And other interesting little quirks as well. Those of you who have young children who might be watching Paw Patrol on repeat, as my own young children sometimes do, will be familiar with the character of Captain Turbot, who speaks in alliteration at, with almost every single breath. So that's his weird little quirk that makes his voice really stand out. Essentially, it's personality coming through in the writing. And so there are other elements that can come through in the word choice to make voice show up on the page. Word choice can convey a character's interests, um, but also a character might use comparisons that are based on their interests. Say a scientist might use very precise scientific language, even in everyday contexts, or a gardener might make more plant and nature references and use plant and nature based idioms more so than other people. The voice can also convey attitudes and a sense of humor, how uptight or relaxed someone is. It can convey the level of education, class, ethnicity, age, and other social markers. Now, voice is often really easy for new writers to identify when it's in dialogue. I mean, obviously that's a character speaking, but voice should also come through in the narration, even when a character isn't a first person narrator. That point of view character's voice should come through in close third-person narration. 
And there's also an element of voice that is both character voice, whether when you're getting into the character, but also there's going to be elements of an author voice as well. Something that is going to tie through all your work. Those little bits of voice that are purely you. And that's not something that can be cultivated in ten, you know, with in tons of intention, but it is something that will grow over time. So let's have some examples of voice from some different books, just picking some off my shelf here to give you an idea of the range. So I'm going to start here with a middle grade fantasy novel called City of Islands by Kali Wallace. And we'll have a look at that voice. So middle grade, for those who are less familiar, that, that typically means upper elementary, uh, maybe middle school aged kids. So this is how this book starts. Mara found the bones on a cold gray morning. Fog shrouded the city of islands. The air stank of fish and salt and smoke, and underneath it all was the rich green scent of low tide. Somewhere across the water, a woman was singing a cheerful spell song for good weather, and a fisherman shouted greetings between boats. Throughout the city, boy bells rang, marking the places where the ships had to navigate carefully to avoid running aground on the abandoned spires beneath the water. The sea was calm. So there's, there's a lyrical quality to this book. Um, and it's also accessible. It's, it's very accessible to that age group. So it's not overly complicated, but it is precise and it is lyrical and it, and it, it draws you in to that foggy, magical world. So we're getting a little bit of Mara's voice here. Let me see if I can pull through to her first line of dialogue. Um, and she doesn't actually have much dialogue here. She's a very introspective sort of character. And so we are getting bits of Mara's voice. And if we were able to compare with other books by the same author, we'd probably be able to see those elements of authorial voice that carry over between the books. So let's try for a different example, Murder at Melrose Court by Karen Manuhin. And this is a historical mystery and it's in first person. So that has a really distinct voice. I must inform you, sir, that a body has been discovered on the front doorstep, Greg's announced, from my doorway. My concentration was entirely taken up, tying a bibio. Only this morning I received a small box of precious seal fur for the precise purpose of creating this seemingly simple fly. And now I, I don't even need to get too far until you really, really hear Lennox's voice here, um, even though it begins with a different voice, the voice of the butler. Lennox's voice is all through this narration. And you can tell that he's educated, um, that he's upper class just from some of his details. And 
that he's really interested in fishing. Um, we know quite a bit about him just from this narration, and that is something that a really strong voice can do for you. Um, but before you start thinking voice is only ever for fiction, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a little passage of nonfiction here. And this is Time Travel in Einstein's Universe by J. Richard Gott. The so let's start this first chapter. What would you do with a time machine? No idea from science fiction has captured the human imagination as much as time travel. What would you do if you had a time machine? You might go to the future and take a vacation in the 23rd century. You might bring back a cure for cancer. Then again, you might return to the past to rescue a lost loved one. Uh, you could, you can go on and on, but you can hear even in this first part um, that there is an element of voice. And yes, this is a book that is actually nonfiction. It's not just a lot of what ifs um, about time travel, but the fact that he chose to begin um, a very nonfiction book about uh, the science behind our understanding of time and whether time travel is even possible with a lot of these what if questions. Um, he draws you in. It's a great nonfiction voice, uh, even in something that is very educational about a certain subject matter rather than memoir or something perhaps more narrative. A great nonfiction voice like that can feel like a can feel like you're in the room with a really excellent teacher. So that is one of the things that voice can do. Now, as I mentioned, your author voice, it's something that's just going to develop over time. And it can't be, it can't really be faked. It can't really be cultivated with intention if you, if you want it to be done well. Instead, the thing you need to do is just write and write and write and write some more. Um, writing and writing and writing lots and lots is how you're going to develop your author voice. Your character voices will also maybe become more distinct the more you get used to writing characters. And you may have to play around a bit with a new character before you find the voice that really suits them. On the other hand, I have had character voices just strike me seemingly out of the blue. Presumably this has been something that's been working through my subconscious for some time. Um, I don't believe it was really magic, but it felt like magic when I would have a new idea for a book and a character voice would just pop right into my head and seemingly start talking of its own accord. So that can happen as well. So from, for my little bit of homework I like to give y'all this week is to appreciate the voice and the stories you read this week and to take a book with multiple points of view. Preferably one you've not read before, but one that you know from the book description um, or from hearing from others has multiple points of view. So perhaps one chapter has one character, another piece has another character. Um, and you just flip to a ran, read the first few chapters, and then flip to a random page and see if you can guess which character is speaking 
before something becomes apparent. You can guess which character is narrating, rather, before it becomes apparent. Or, you know, if you want to jump into... It, sometimes it's hard to avoid the dialogue tags, but if you, if you can narrow your focus, you could even do this with dialogue and see which character is speaking before that becomes clear. So that is it for this week. Until next week, happy writing, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>